0: Well, we, uh, we like to do Christmas readings. We've been doing a series through uh, the month of December at all of our Advent services. all of our Advent services. Uh, building up to this moment, uh, along the theme of The King is Coming. And the final reading, normally at a, an Advent carol service, is this one from John 1. In the beginning, the Word was already there. The Word was with God. And the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. All things were made through him. Nothing that's been made was made without him. Life was in him and that life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness but the darkness has not overcome the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. The word was in the world and the world was made through him. But the world did not recognize him. He came to what was his own, but his own people did not accept him. Some people did accept him and did believe in his name. He gave them the right to become the children of God. Amen. Well, today is all about celebrating the birth of Jesus. I'm going to need some responses in a minute. I'm going to need people to point out who they can see on the screen. As part of our celebrations, I want today to think a little bit about who Jesus is and what he came to do. It seems to me that if you're really going to celebrate somebody, you need to know those two things. You need to know who they are and you need to know what they've come to do. And so I want to begin by playing a game. Uh, And the game involves looking at the screen, so if you can't see a screen, I want you to look at the screen. Uh, And I'm going to see pictures on the screens and I need you to tell me who they are and what they do. So here you go. Here's the first one. Who is this? Uh, first person with the hands up. Sam, I can see your hands up. Who is this? It's a Tesco man. A Tesco man. And what does he do? He delivers, food. he delivers food. Okay, number two. Who's this? Oh, Caitlin. That's Santa Claus. What does Santa Claus do? He delivers presents. Who's this? <laughs> Ethan, I can see you. A football player. Not just any football player. It's practically blasphemy. It's Harry Kane. He's the football player. The epitome of football player. He is one of our own. I'm not going to sing. I'll leave that to Heather. I tried to pick he's one of our own, he's one of our own. That Harry Kane, is one of our own. As the final song. I got vetoed. Unbelievable, right? What's the point in becoming ordained if you can't introduce football chants into church worship? I want to bring together everything we've been thinking about in our Advent talks by doing something similar that we've just done with Harry Kane and with Santa Claus and with the Tesco delivery man, with Jesus. And I'm going to use my favourite Christmas song, Charles Wesley's Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Um... Those of you who come here regularly will know that I have two pet obsessions. One is Tottenham Hotspur, and the second is John and Charles Wesley. And I thought I'd combine them together in sort of super service. It's a Heart of the Herald Angels Sing. We sing it every year. It's a brilliant, brilliant carol. Best carol, I think, ever written. And it contains these lines. He says, Hail the heaven-born Prince of Peace. Hail the Son of Righteousness. Charles picks out two things we're told about Jesus. In our Christmas readings. He is heaven's prince of peace. And he's the son, or the son, of righteousness. Jesus is heaven's prince of peace. He's the one who comes from heaven to make peace on earth. Think about that for a minute. Harry Kane comes to score goals. Santa comes to deliver presents. The Tesco delivery man comes to deliver food. Jesus comes to deliver peace. He comes to make peace between us and God. By dealing with the selfishness, self-centeredness and pride that cuts us off from God. He comes to make peace between men and women, between brothers and sisters, between countries. By bringing us together into something new. That's what we call the church. The church is a group of people across the world, 3 billion of us, from the UK through to China, who have been brought together into something that's bigger than countries, bigger than ethnicities, bigger than tribes and languages. There's a community made one family in Jesus Christ. He's the Prince of Peace. He comes to bring us peace with ourselves by assuring us that we are loved by God our Father, and by filling us with that same love for other people. He's the Prince of Peace. Jesus is also the Son of Righteousness. Now, the one thing that you would have noticed if you'd been in our house this Christmas is that we love a cracker. We love a cracker. Of course, the only Christmas cracker I'm interested in is Heather. <laughs> <laughs> But we do love a cracker. We love a cracker because they have jokes in them. We love the jokes. The jokes are the best bit. I've been trying to teach the children the liturgy of a joke. Ben, how do you begin a joke? I say, I say, I say. I say, I say, I say. (laughs) Very good, Ben. Well done. <laughs> I say, I say, I say. Charles Wesley also liked jokes. Uh, people have this image of the Wesleys that they were kind of grumpy and they went around the hum- town or city on horseback and <laughs> they sort of arrive and tell everybody they're going to hell and then everybody would become Christians and then they'd ride on somewhere else. Charles Wesley was actually very funny. He had, he, he, I don't know if you realize this, when every time you sing Heart the Herald Angels, Sing you're singing a Christmas joke. Hell, the son of righteousness in the original, uh, if you go back to the original Methodist hymn book, is actually S-U-N. The S-U-N of righteousness. Modern hymn writers just assumed he'd made a typo because they don't have a sense of humour. Hail the sun of righteousness. It's a pun. The way Jesus lived and the way he taught us to live, Charles is trying to say, is like the sun in the sky. It's brighter than anything else. Dominates everything. I don't know if you've ever thought about the life of Jesus. It dominates human history. In the West, we actually count our years by reference to the day he was born. It doesn't get more dominating than that. It was funny, in the late 20th century, if you work in academia like I do in universities sometimes, and uh, they actually tried to change this. They changed it from BC and AD to BCE and... CE, right? Before the common era and common era. And they thought, well, this is brilliant. We've changed everything so we don't have to refer to Jesus anymore. And then they said, well, what day should we have to pick as the start of the common era? And they said, I know, the birth of Jesus. (laughs) And so you end up with this man whose life dominates everything, dominates ethics the world over. No one else has been more, no single individual has been more influential on human history than Jesus Christ by a country mile. Dazzles and dominates. It brings clarity to everything else. It pours light into our lives. It's like the sun. When we come to Jesus, Charles is saying, we look at the way he lived and we compare it to ourselves and he's saying it's like you have to hide from it. And there's no way you can hide. Just as there's nowhere on the earth that, no, that doesn't eventually get lit by the sun. There's no way you can hide from the life of Jesus. The full light of the Son of God is shining on us and it exposes everything, even those things we wish we could hide. See, the Son of Righteousness shows us who we are, the good and the bad. And yet it also shows us who God is really is. You see, we see in Jesus' light and love, his compassion his fire for justice, his mercy for the weak. Then he, and he says, that's what God is really like. St <coughs> John actually says in one place, he says, uh, we held him. It was as if we could touch and sense what God was like. When we looked at Jesus, we saw God and we understood. We understood how much we needed him and we understood how much he wanted us. Jesus is the son of God's righteousness because he shows us what that is like and it's full of love and grace. So this is who Jesus is. Harry Kane's a striker. Tesco delivery man is a delivery man. Santa Claus delivers presents. Jesus is the prince of peace and the son of righteousness. And so what does he do? Well, Harry Kane is a goal scorer. Football strikers score goals. They do that because that's who they are. It flows. What they do flows from who they are. And so uh, Charles tells us that light and life to all he brings. Risen with healing in his wings. Harry Kane is a goal scorer so he scores goals. Jesus is the Prince of Peace and so he brings life. Jesus is the Son of Righteousness and so he brings light. The Prince of Peace offers life to all. here you know, we all struggle with the burden... ...of lives that are lived outside of peace with God. We struggle with the burden of lives lived outside of peace with others and with ourselves. And that lack of peace actually diminishes our life. It diminishes our lives now and eventually it extinguishes them altogether. It is the pain that collapses the joy and hope for which we are created into a swamp of despair and bitterness. Ultimately it cuts us off from God, the source of life, altogether... And yet, there is Jesus. And he came to restore us to life. Because he offers peace within ourselves, he can make us free from the pain of hopelessness and self-loathing. Because he offers peace and forgiveness between people, he frees us from the curse of bitterness and unforgiveness. Because he offers peace with God, he can promise life that endures beyond the veil of physical death. He proved his power to do so when he rose from the dead. Hail the heaven-born Prince of Peace. Hail the Son of Righteousness. Light and life to all he brings, risen with healing in his wings. The Prince of Peace offers life to all. The Son of Righteousness offers light to all. The Son does not distinguish who gets to enjoy its light. It shines on the, on the rich and the poor alike, on black and white alike, on male and female alike. We see that we are of infinite value in his light. That the God and creator of the universe so delights in each one of us that his son would die for us. We see our purpose in life. That we are not cold cosmic accidents in an indifferent and unforgiving universe, but wonderfully designed children Of a father who loves us. I was given some of my Christmas presents this morning. My favourite was a picture of my children. (laughs) And my wife. You've already got the Christmas cracker jug, but what do you want? I mean, it's not all about you, love. (laughs) My favourite was a picture of my children. We are not meaningless cosmic accidents in a cold and unforgiving universe, but wonderfully designed children of a Father who loves us. When we enter the sun of righteousness, we see the world around us as full of meaning and joy and grace. We can even see the God for whom we were created, and for whom our souls quietly long. And so Charles returns in his final line to these words hark the herald angels sing glory to the newborn king Jesus' offer of light and of life is made to all every single person in the universe receives it our need is the same our right to access it is the same you see this is why Charles was a brilliant poet why we still sing his songs 300 years after he died or 200 years after he died because the sun shines on everyone and everyone needs the sun It's the same offer for everyone. The funny thing is it's not conditional on the way we have behaved in the past or what we do now. The sun's light and heat is not conditional upon whether you have been good in the past or bad in the past. Whether you are a good person or a bad person. Here's where the the line between Jesus and Santa Claus breaks down. Not just that one of them is a historical figure and the other isn't, but that... One of them judges whether you're naughty or nice and gives you a present in response. The other one is like the sun. He just shines. He just shines. And you choose how you respond to it. See, some people flee from the sun. Some people never want to go outside. Some people hide in darkness. Others choose to make themselves ready and go into its light and its warmth. It's not conditional upon the way we've behaved or what we've done in the past. He loves us because he loves us because he loves us. Jesus' offer of life and light is made to everyone. It is made to you. It is made to you. Even if you were the only person in the world, Jesus would still have come for you. Because he loves you. Charles' brother John, who is my all-time hero, was an ordained priest in the Church of England. And he was desperately struggling to be the best priest he could be. And yet he was miserable. And then one day he realised that Jesus' love and life were freely offered to him. And began to trust in that love. And he he wrote about this in his diaries. It's actually become a famous quote. If you go to the Museum of London, you can see it carved in the stones in London. Because such was the effect of this moment on the social conditions of 18th century England. That they made monuments to it. John wrote, I felt my heart strangely warmed. I felt I did trust in Christ. Christ alone for salvation. And an assurance was given to me that he'd taken away my sins. Even mine. And save me from the law of sin and death. John realised that God loved not just everyone, but him. Jesus' offer of life and life cannot be earned, but they do need to be accepted. We need to join the angelic choirs, declaring with our lips that Jesus is Lord and living as his followers. We need to say, yes, I want him and I will give my life to follow him. He died even for me. In the words of another of my favourite carols, yet what can I give him? I will give my heart. We're going to be quiet now and just take a, a minute or so in the midst of the busyness and stress of Christmas to sit and then we're going to sing. If you're somebody who likes to pray, I invite you just to put your hands out, shut your eyes. In fact, I'd like everybody to do this so that no one feels awkward. Just put your hands out because that's how we receive presents. That's how we receive gifts. Close your eyes so no one feels embarrassed. I just want to pray. Come Holy Spirit. Make that real for each one of us. Come Holy Spirit. Show us that Jesus loves us. I knew that he died even for me. That he was born even for me.